Welcome to season two of the Small Town Big Dreams podcast. Hi, I'm Becky Waples, and this is the podcast that celebrates small town creators and shares their stories. Each week, we dive into each creator's journey, from their background to where they found their courage, from their challenges to their wins, where they found their inspiration to how they took their first step. I cannot wait to chat, laugh, and inspire the next small town creator with each of my guests. If you are inspired by small town creators who turn their big dreams into reality, then this is the podcast for you. Please rate and subscribe to all upcoming episodes. Please follow on Instagram and Facebook and always feel free to leave a message or comment to let me know what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from. This little passion project is turning into quite the adventure and I'm so glad you've come along for the ride. Thank you from the bottom of this small town creator's big heart. Let's grow together. Okay, so today we are here with Kimberly Bowerman from Storat. Thank you for joining me today. I feel like we have talked a lot before I <laughs> started recording. We covered a lot already. Yeah, we have, but I'm really excited for your story and I'm excited that you came here today. We had to reschedule a couple of times, but it's just... That's okay. That's what happens when we have kids. I know. Do you have kids? <laughs> I have one little girl, yeah. Uh, we just got over a cold, so, you know, it's the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, well... Let, we could just get started if you want. What are you doing today and how did you get there? Oh, so today in our business, we are installing a pantry and walk-in closet at Cobble Beach. So that is very exciting. We have our installer, Jordan, there lined up this week. We have more consultations near the end of the week. And then we are entering into Christmas. So hopefully, uh, similar to a lot of uh, other people and listeners, you know, it's the holiday season, so we can take some time off with our families. Um, how did we get to where we are? Well, tell us what you do. Like, you're in Cobble Beach. Are you at a residence or are you at the golf course? We are at a, re- at a residential home. Okay. We design custom storage units and custom closets, uh, custom cabinetry, I guess. Right. So, so we do own the business, but it is a franchise, and the company comes from BC. It has been there for over 30 years. It's a family-run company, and they started franchising. So um, we are sort of, you know, all over Canada now. I'm the furthest east. Uh, it's fairly well known at west. Um, we've been on HGTV, you know, Jillian Harris. They've worked a lot with her. So uh, Alan from Kelowna, he really took the lead with, with Jillian Harris. He has since sold his territory, but that's how I found out about Storex. I found Storex online through influencers. Uh, started with Jillian Harris and then went to Holly Horvath. She has the platform Teach Me Style. And that's how I found out about Storex. So when I reached out to you and asked you if you want to be on the podcast, it was because you do own a franchise. And I was like, I want I want to learn more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So... so- it is, I mean, it was all very new to me. The owners, the franchisors, they are the most amazing family. They welcome you as a member to their family, and they do everything in their power to support you. You come at them with a crazy idea, and they say, let's try it. Yeah, they're just willing to make this company grow and and support all of their franchisees in the best way that they can. Uh, they're really excited about new ways to grow business. They're not stuck in the mud. They're excited about social media and any way that they can grow this business, and they're not scared of boundaries or limits. So I think it, I think it has a lot of potential to really take off. I feel like the first time I heard of you was on 
Instagram through Gather and Grace. And how old is Storex? Storex in Ontario or Storex? How old is it in total? Okay, so out in BC, uh, Wolf and his family, they have been doing Storex for over 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so Wolf is the president of the company and he came from a cabinet family. So, you know, he was raised in a kitchen cabinet family and then he started this business on his own um, and since then has franchised it. In Ontario, I purchased this company in the spring of 2022. So it's still pretty new here. I began talking to head office in 2021 and it took me almost a full year to go through the process of buying the company. When I saw you on social media with Catherine Grace, it felt like I had heard of the company before. So you're saying it might have been on HGTV. Yeah. Yep. So they worked a lot with Jillian Harris when she did right. Under List of Vancouver. So their products was in a lot of her um, homes. That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. So then they did uh, work in her actual home and and then with influencers, you know, throughout Canada. Right. Okay. Okay. But that's probably where I heard a strike so far from her show. Love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I did used to love that show. So what uh, enticed you to go with Storex? Like, what was your background? Um, you mentioned before we started recording that you did interior decorating. Yeah. So my background and my education is actually kinesiology and registered massage therapy. So I went to Guelph. I did my kinesiology. I lived in Toronto. I took my massage therapy. And I worked for local clinics and they were wonderful. I loved them, but it gave me the opportunity to go out on my own. Um, I do have my own space in my house that I'm a massage therapist. I absolutely love it. I still do that. Uh, I have the best clients. Um, but when I had a baby, um, I just had this need for design or I had to fulfill that sort of piece of me that I wanted to, to do design work. I did work with a local family. Um, I did some interior design for them with a few homes and businesses that they built. And then I, I saw this opportunity and it was funny. I had just had my baby. I was, you know, laying in bed. It was first thing in the morning. And I said to my husband, I always give him these crazy ideas that I come up with. And he's like, you're nuts. And so I, I talked to him about this one and I said, what do you think about this? And he said, yeah, I think it's exactly what you know, you're interested in, I think it would be really great for you for him to say that. It was like, whoa, okay, maybe I might be good at it. So it was, again, through Holly Horvath's Instagram story, our franchisee, Diana, had just installed closets in her house and they were beautiful. And Diana kind of said, you know, on her Instagram story, if I can do this, anybody can do it. So I clicked on her link. I scrolled through the StoreX homepage and at the bottom it said, become a franchisee. And, and I applied and Tessa and Wolf, they contacted me. And, and like I said, it was about a year of Zoom calls and interviews and making sure I really wanted to do it. And then I flew out to Jasper a year later and signed my contract. Very cool. And so they kind of interview you at the same time as you're interviewing them. Correct. Yeah. They really want to make sure that, you know, you're a fit for their family. But as well, you really want to do it. Like they're not pressuring you into buying the company. They're not selling you anything. Um, they want you to be really sure of their product. And they probably want you to be successful. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it is a franchise. So there are certain things, you know, that you have to to meet. Like it is a brand. So yeah. you think of Tim Hortons and you think of, you know, brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Storex is lime green. Yeah, so yeah. there are different brand awareness things that, that we do have to follow. 
and and we meet the guidelines, but that's across the board for all the franchisees. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned that your installer is in Colby. So I didn't think, I didn't realize that uh, you have a team. We're growing a team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I thought it was just you. Like hearing all the heavy lifting, maybe I probably thought your husband helped, but uh, it has been just me for a long time. So I use an installer. His name's Jordan and he's wonderful. He's a real go-getter. I struggled with, um, you know, commitment. Did I want an employee? How did I, you know, was it a contractor? Who really was I looking for? And and I know sort of in your past podcasts, you asked, like, what are your struggles? What are your business struggles? True, yeah. Uh, <laughs> installers, tradespeople, that, mm. that's a huge struggle. And I've heard other people on your podcast say the same thing. Yeah, but it is. Um, so Jordan's wonderful. Um, he's really great to the company. Uh, homeowners love having him in their home. He's just, he's really easygoing. Um, so we are actually working. Um, Jordan, his wife Haley, and myself, we have some really exciting things coming in the new year. So that will be announced. <laughs> um, but he's been wonderful. Yeah, he's been working, you know, alongside me. If it's a smaller job, I will install it. Closets, that sort of thing, I don't mind. Kitchens, mudrooms, bigger jobs, I hand it off to Jordan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But you, are you the sales, customer service, accounting? You name it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is a lot. You know, we we do have franchise meetings, so I do have to attend those. We drive. So my territory is all of Grabers. So I can be, you know, Tobomori. I'm in Collingwood quite a bit. Right. Uh, over here to Port Elgin. So I, I do drive quite a bit. That can take up a lot of time. Um, and we do on-site consultations. So we offer, um, you know, complimentary consultations for the first visit. And generally that's about an hour, but I'm driving to clients' homes. And, you know, I don't mind that. Everyone's really considerate. They don't expect to be same day. I try to be there as soon as I can, but I don't drive to Collingwood every single day. So, yeah, I on the days that, you know, I'm driving, I'm not available to do installs. How many projects do you think you've done? Oh, my gosh. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, because there's, you know, there's lots of little ones, and I don't want to call them little. We are <laughs> grateful for all of them. Everything's a win. Um, but closets, like a, a reach-in closet, like, those are oh. some of my favorite. You mean like a, when you see reach-in closet, you just mean like a plip? Open a door and I reach, love like, reach the rod. So I love designing Yeah, a reach-in closet just because a lot of people have a rod. Yeah. And then to see like how it could function for them, like that's just awesome. Um, but yeah, then we do bigger jobs. I did a kitchen in Wyerton. Okay, I was going to ask about, do you do kitchens? We do kitchens. That's very So cool. funny enough, we are sort of like a, a closet company. That's That's how they started. Kitchens are taking off. We are doing kitchens. But that was my very first job I ever did. <laughs> oh, a kitchen. A kitchen. So it was actually a massage client of mine. He reached out to me and he said, you know, we have this great big old Victorian home and we are doing a carriage house. We're redoing our carriage house. Um, would you, you know, consider putting your product in our in our house? Would you install it? That sort of thing. Is it suitable for this this situation? So we did. That was the very first job I ever sold. It was a kitchen in an old Victorian carriage house. It was very crooked. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's in there. It's beautiful. Yeah, that was my first job. All by yourself? No. Oh. Um, so I did sell it. He is uh, very talented mm. um, in, in the world of design. So he knew what he wanted. 
And then actually, uh, Wolf and one of our franchisees, Carrie, they flew here to install it. Oh. Thank goodness, because... I need, I need the. <laughs> was it one of their first kitchens too? No, 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 no. Wolf is very talented. And like I said, like he grew up in a kitchen cabinet family, so um, he, yeah, he's very seasoned in that. Carrie's just very talented in in all aspects of installation. What do you mostly do? Like I picture you doing pantries a lot. Do you do a lot of pantries? It is such a mix, honestly. Okay. Everything is such a mix. It's great. I I do pantries. I love pantries. There's something about like the disorganization of a pantry when you open it and like everything's falling on you to like leaving the home and it's like ready to be reorganized. However, one of my dreams is like, and we can stage a little bit, but you know, like we don't leave the home reorganized. Like we don't, we don't hang everyone's clothes in the closet. We don't <laughs> organize their pantry for them. But part of me, like, the organization freak in me i want to right like, i want to see it or i want to leave it the way that like i want them to use it anyway it's beautiful when we leave but usually it's empty what do i do the most closets i think everybody is asking right now all of their jobs they're wanting done floor to ceiling they want it built in they want you know the kick to the crown and if, if that's really what you want i am here to support that and we will make it happen we can <laughs> I don't think that every single job has to be done to the ceiling and it can still be done really, really nicely. Like it can be beautiful with, and we do like a crown piece on the top that doesn't meet the ceiling and it turns out stunning. So I'm trying to, you know, show customers that that's another option. I'm not an interior decorator organizer at all. But when we redid our kitchen last year and yeah, everyone's like, you got to do floor to ceiling. And I didn't want that. And they're like, well, you're gonna have to dust the top of your shelves. I was like, literally no one's going to see the top of my shelves. Everyone tells me like, oh, if you don't do it to like, if you don't do crown to the ceiling, it's just another place for dust. <laughs> okay. Who's going to look up there? I was like, I have never looked at someone's cover. I'm like, ah, that top of your <laughs> covers are standing on a dock. I know. I was like, is it because I'm short? Is it because I'm short that I don't do that? But yeah, I'm not the type to like, like my grandma used to put like her fancy place up there i'm not that type but uh yeah we didn't put floor to ceiling and i see kitchens that look beautiful but i didn't want that when i built ours they just made me looks too long and like i said i'm short so maybe it's I'm short. yeah like i think it can be really beautiful and i know that it's sort of a trend and it's the look but i don't think every single job um requires requires yeah <laughs> yeah have you ever done see something really unique <laughs> uh so that kitchen in wyerton which oh, yeah. is so funny that I, I keep referring to that but it was it was green, like it was sort of like a minty. Oh, I'm trying to think of the what the actual matte sage. That's what it was okay, called. Yeah, yeah. The color was called matte sage. I would think like the really unique stuff. Now it's probably going to come to me after the podcast, but it's the colors. So my best friend Kelly, <laughs> she put storks in her home, and she did like really <laughs> awesome colors. I want to call them like sexy colors, but it's like. A matte, like dark green. Okay. Uh, it's beautiful. It's in her mud room with like a wood bench, and then she did a matte black bar. So it's the colors that really change the product, and it's it looks so good. Do you have like a set range of colors, or can you kind of pick anything you want? So there is some variation in that. Um, we do have like a color swatch. We have lots of colors. I think twenty. I want to say twenty six, but I might be wrong in those numbers. Um, but then we do work with another company called M&J, and they do uh, all of our thermofoil doors. So we can also access their colors. Um, 
So having said that, I have done a garage in Port Elgin and it was Ferrari red. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Was it close to here? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It was like a, a residential home and they were converting their garage into an office space. Oh, okay. However, they still wanted it to look like a garage. So even though it was a desk with um, like file drawers and everything, they wanted it to look like that red tool cabinet look. Yeah, very cool. So that Ferrari red is not on our color wheel, but we were able to get it. Very cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask, how do you get your clients? It sounds like a lot of them contact you. So this is funny because we have monthly calls uh, with head office and they track this. And... So every franchisee is very different, but they always kind of laugh when they look at mine because it's very evident that we're small town and personal referrals and personal networking. That's a really, really strong part of our company, Um, as well as Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really great. Um, We really try to like use everything to our benefit, but those that's really where we get our customers. I was a personal referral and. And that comes, you know, personal networking, that's small town, as well as Instagram. And I really do, Liana, like I don't have a huge following, um, but that's how I found StoreX. <laughs> so I, it is there. It's at the fingertips of everyone right now. My paid job is doing meta ads. And I feel like I've seen StoreX Nanaimo ads. And I was like, as this person that dozes, I'm like, oh, they need to work on their targeting. But then I immediately thought of you. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing their work. They're paying for the ads for you. So StoreX Denimo is Carrie, who came to Wyerton to install that kitchen. Oh, cool. Like, when I say StoreX is a family, gosh, they are a family. Like, she's in Denimo, and I just called her up this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she, so she's, like, part of the, sorry, Carrie, she's, she's a franchisee. Okay. Yep. She has, but one of the originals. One of the- yeah, so she actually worked in the factory. Oh, before she became a franchisee. So all of your product comes from BC. Yeah, so our product is all Canadian. Uh, the wood is sourced in Quebec, and then manufactured. Like our cabinets are manufactured in Richmond, BC. Wow. So uh, actually, I was at factory for my first time uh, this year. And it was really cool. I, I'm not sure what I expected, but it is such a smooth operation. It's not this giant factory. I'm not sure if that's what I was expecting, but it's so efficient that it doesn't need to be. And the amount of work that they can pump out of there is incredible. So they have a whole fran- um, factory side and that team is amazing. And, you know, I don't know them as well, but I email and call them every day. So so we do know each other. Um and they run their side really well. And it's is it all custom? Yes. Every job is built, like every piece is built specifically for that job. That's very cool. Yeah. Does it come like Ikea where you're putting every little piece together? Or does it come pre-built? <laughs> I'm asking them very detailed questions. But I'm like, I'm very interested. I'm happy that you are. People love to compare us to Ikea. And that I don't mean it at nope. Ikea. I just meant like when we did our kitchen, I mentioned to our contractor we might do an Ikea kitchen. He was like, no, I won't do it then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a love-hate relationship with Ikea. I, I can't deny it. I do love Ikea, but I obviously love our product. Um, so when you're putting it together, um, slides are already on the drawers. Like, all the hardware is already on. So, yeah. yes, it comes flat-packed like Ikea. Uh, so just, you know, the image, people can see that. Um, so I receive it in Shallow Lake 
from Richmond, BC. It gets shipped here on the train. It goes to a trucking depot uh, in the GTA, Albright's and Owen Sound. They pick it up and they bring it to me in Shallow Lake. So that's how it gets there. We've never had any damaged product, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is flat packed and it comes in a crate. So when we get it, uh, we simply take it from the crate to the trailer and take it directly to the customer's home. We don't store it at all. So when people say, you know, like, how how fast can we get this installed? As soon as I receive it, because we don't keep it. We don't open it until it's at the customer's home. So it is flat packed and ready to go. We get there, we unload it, and we start assembling. Now, all of the hardware is already there. So it makes installation pretty seamless. Right. From So the kitchen, how long did that take from it getting there to being installed? Generally, we're about four weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So from the time that I order it, now it depends on the job, um, but I would say pretty consistently from the time that I hit submit to the factory to the time to the day that we're installing it is about four to five weeks. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. It sounds like uh, people are coming to you for custom jobs. Like they're like, I, it's, it's very custom what you're doing for them. You must be doing all the measuring, all showing them. Yeah. So when we're called, it's generally, you know, like the first, the first phone call is, customer saying I don't know what I want oh okay <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not working and I'm like okay no problem um do you have inspiration photos like that's really one of my first and sometimes they say yes sometimes they say no that's fine um we can do consultations in person we can do them virtually depending on where the, the customer is and and what their preference is sometimes people are happy to do a zoom call um more often than not people are happy for me to come to their location I do measure on site so we will measure your space. I bring my computer with me. So that is my software. I travel with that. So generally on site, I can do a measurement and design, you know, a smaller job on site in the first hour of consultation. If it's a bigger job, I will take it with me and I will finish the design in my office. Yeah. So at the end of that first consultation, customers will have an idea of, you know, this is the design um, and this is an estimate for it. It's a very... Uh very well-oiled machine it, it is like very yeah. yes it's efficient <laughs> yeah yeah but it also seems like high class too like i i'm didn't i didn't compare it to ikea no 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 <laughs> but yeah lots of people do lots of people call me and they say you know like well especially during pandemic when ikea didn't have any product like, oh yeah, yeah they yeah. couldn't you know they wanted ikea and they couldn't get it and and so we heard that a lot yeah but i think it's you know accepting that and going into their home and, and just showing them what our product is you know even if that is what they think at, at first um you know I, I travel with samples I travel with colors and then you can see online jobs that we have done or you know hopefully more and more so they they know people in the community that have it in their homes and they can see it yeah exactly I wanted to ask if you have a favorite project um I love you know like a simple white well-organized closet or pantry like I don't the big jobs I love them don't get me wrong it's super exciting but I think small spaces are so undervalued and then when you show someone how it can be organized and, and so many people are so used to like closing the doors to closets or closing the doors to pantries they just stuff everything and close the door yeah when it's beautiful like yeah that's what I love a friend of mine has a beautiful house beautiful kitchen but it's a small kitchen mm -hmm. and it's perfectly clean it's always clean and then yeah, 
there's like a little door and you open it and then there's this beautiful pantry back there that has everything. And I was like, this is the dream. This is the dream. <laughs> yeah. And I think most of my um, like saved Pinterest pictures are, you know, fancy pantries and fancy closets and sort of those underrated spaces. Yeah. I'm not a clothes person. So I'm like, Closets are cool. Like a walk-in closet would be nice, but I walk in, I'm a food person. So a walk-in pantry is like my thing. See, okay, this has really opened my eyes. I think this is so funny. I might lean more to like the minimalist lifestyle. I wish I was, but my husband and my mom will tell you that I have, I throw everything out if you're in the opportunity. I <laughs> stuff out. I love throwing stuff out. It brings out. me such a sense of joy. Yes. I didn't realize how many clothes people have. Oh. Going into their houses, and I'm, I don't judge anybody. You know, if, if that's what brings you joy, all the power to you. <laughs> I cannot believe the clothes people have. So, for instance, um, there's a, a recent job that we did. We converted a spare bedroom into a walk-in closet. Goodness. And it was beautiful. Oh, like, there was, like, it will be beautiful because uh, it won't be full. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be... There'll be like a place to sit. And I went back and this thing is jammed. <laughs> Which like, great. If, if yeah. you love clothes and that makes you happy, no judgment. But I can't believe, and this is like not just this one job. It's time and time again. I cannot believe the investment that people put into their wardrobe. Maybe I should do it where. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm the same. I also love to purge. I always call it purging. Mm -hmm. And me and my husband have moved so many times. And my favorite part is just like getting rid of all my junk. How yeah. much money have I spent that I threw out a couple of years later? Ugh. But I, that's true. I love getting, I love giving my clothes to the uh, Sally Ann. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a year later, I'm like, wish I didn't give that specific shirt. But at the time, <laughs> I wish I had that bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would pick pantry over closet every time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we do some fun giveaways. Um, we will have one coming up in the new year. Um, that one specifically, well, I won't give it too much away, but sometimes we do giveaways and it's a, a dollar value and you can choose sort of what room you want to okay. use it on. Yeah. So that happens. And it's not just my uh, territory, you know, follow all the different franchisees and, and we do things differently. We offer things at different times. So it's fun to, you know, follow all of us. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Laundry rooms. Do you ever do laundry rooms? Yes. Oh, because I feel like my Pinterest is a lot of really nice laundry rooms in it. There are some beautiful laundry rooms. So we have done them. Um, and I'm smiling because we did a beautiful laundry room in Wyerton. And when I was taking the pictures, I'm like, I loved it. The, the space that they put in there, like such great usable space huge cabinets but it was like their finishings like oh my gosh they had the most stunning floor and light fixture <laughs> they really knew how to pull it all together but yeah laundry rooms are really fun and i think becoming more trendy like i think they've been trendy for a while but you know when we were growing up no one wanted to see your laundry room no but now like they're a beautiful space but yeah, I have a giant laundry room, which is just a storage room. And I really want to like put up a wall so that the laundry area, move it over, can be really nice. Yeah. And then the rest can just be junk storage. But actually, our laundry room, room, like, so growing up, our laundry room was always in the basement. You know, there's a heap of clothes on the floor and you just close the door. Like no yeah. one ever saw <laughs> it. Yeah. My laundry room now, I mean, it sees a lot of use. I'm a massage therapist. Gosh, like I do two to right. three loads of sheets a day. And 
it's right as soon as you walk in my door. So like my laundry room yeah. and mud room are one. So it is always, yeah. That's what it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was like growing up. Yeah. The mud room was our laundry room too. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, what is the benefit of going with a franchise? Uh, the support. Okay. So, you know, the days that you want to, you know, crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's certain things that you have to meet. So there's there's days where it's hard um, and you still hold some responsibility. So you like you still have to wake up, you still have to hustle. So those things, you know, can be hard. But at the same time, you have to find the right franchise family to be part of and the right franchisor. But like I said, this family that I joined is just so supportive. If ever there's concern, um, you know, we try to deal with it ourselves, but yeah they they really get you through it they offer you advice they they help you with all the systems they have in place but i would say the benefit to joining a franchise for me is the support that they provide but also like when you open your own business and you you know create this brand and you're creating you know like all of the text and your colors and mm-hmm. like what you want your image to be that's all done that's that all. was all done for me yeah um so i have to follow what their brand is but it's also such a peace of mind that i don't have to do it right like i just got my vehicle wrapped this morning oh I, sure <laughs> it. I'm um, and I, it's lime green like is it? <laughs> yeah but that's the brand color so right. it's great you know like i didn't have to choose it mm-hmm. um but yeah i think just like peace of mind that that's that's one aspect of the company that i don't have to worry about right mm-hmm. and that it already has a brand image it's already got a brand message and yes and the fact that i was like storex when i heard it for the first time it didn't feel new right so i wasn't like who is this i it, it felt familiar because they've also done mark absolutely the, listed. um the franchise does a ton of their own marketing right especially out west where it's really well known they're doing their work in ontario and bringing it east it's just you know I'm the only one in Ontario so far. Okay, so I was going to ask. Yeah, I was the first one to bring it to Ontario. So we're growing it. But right. it, it does take a little bit for brand awareness. And like I said, out west, it's really well known already. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like already inspired. I'm like, I want to do something like this. Hope maybe one of my listeners in Toronto will reach out to you. Yeah. I don't know if I have <laughs> listeners in Toronto. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, you're uh, very passionate about it. It's, it is inspiring. Like there is. So there is a funny, uh, it's not really that funny, but it's a story. So this is how the franchise system works. I had a customer reach out to me. She lives in Kitchener. I can sell in Kitchener because no one owns that territory as of yet. So I can sell anywhere in Ontario right now. She reached out to me and she said, I just moved here from the island. I had your product in my house there. I loved it. You don't have to sell it to me. (laughs) Um, And I know exactly what I want. Are you willing to come to Kitchener to install it? So I had this conversation with her. I said, absolutely. Let me get in touch with Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's the one that installed uh, for her on the island. So I called Carrie and I said, hey, can you send me this design? She wants a very similar design in her new home in Ontario. Carrie sent it to me, like, just through the software. I rejigged it to fit her dimensions of her new condo. I received it. Like, to this point, I haven't met this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loaded it up in my truck, drove down to Kitchener, installed it in her condo, and drove home the same day. Really? Yeah, just because she knew our product. Right. And so that was that was awesome. That's very awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about it, actually. Are you? Yeah, I'm ready. 
<laughs> yeah. When you start thinking about like all those little spots in your house and how they can be used, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's what gets me excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you ready to live kindly, confidently, and ridiculously happy? Me too. I'm Sophia Lemon, and I host Ridiculously Happy People Cast. Once a week, I sit down with an awesome person I want to learn from, and we talk about how in the heck to balance life. Throw on your sweats and prepare to laugh, cry, and even cringe as we talk about all the bullshit that comes along with living ridiculously happy. Subscribe to Ridiculously Happy People Cast, and that's PPL Cast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts, and get your shit together with us. So let's talk a little bit about your massage therapy, because you do that too. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you went to Guelph, and then Toronto. I did, yes. So I went to University of Guelph. I did kinesiology. Um, I graduated with that. I moved to Toronto and I went to a private massage college called Sutherland Chan. And then I moved home and then I started working right away. It was great. It was, you know, yeah. (laughs) I always knew that I wanted to do massage. So backing up to like high school, I actually co-opted in a massage therapy clinic. Okay. Funny enough. I said, I'm absolutely not doing this because all they do is laundry all day. That's as as a co-op student. That's all that I was allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, I I took my kinesiology, graduated from that. And I'm like, no, I think this is still really what I want to do. And I did. So I'm really proud of that. Uh, Would I do it again? (laughs) I'm happy I have it. But I don't know. I think the design in me, like that little outlet. Yeah. It's what I love and it's, it's my passion. Massage therapy is just, it's different it creates like a sense of calm when I'm doing it um and like I said I love my my clients and they're great to me so it's very different than Storex so it brings out two different parts of me Storex is go 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 and you know crazy and fun and massage therapy is like calm and relaxed and and I really know my clients so it's two very different aspects of who I am you still have clients yeah, I know. So I, I'm, I massage two days a week. Okay. And Storex is three days a week or five? Yeah, Storex <laughs> is about four plus. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so it is really nice. Um, You know, I knew that something had to give. Right. And I wasn't really sure that I was ready to give up massage because I, I do still love it. Um, So I scaled way back when I had my baby. Because I was working like five, six days a week. And then I only ever went back to two days a week. My goal with massage therapy when I first started was to someday work for myself. Someday work from home. So my end goal when I started, I'm just going to say 10 years ago, give or take, um, was to work for myself and work out of my home. That was my big dream. Yeah. So it was about... I'm going to say eight years ago is when we purchased that house that I was able to work from home. So I did give up one office that I was working in at that time and shortly after gave up the second office and really just went out on my own. And, you know, was it scary? Sure. I had a mortgage to pay at that time. Like I was really just supporting myself. Um, I didn't have a baby yet, but still, like, you know, you have bills to pay. Oh, yeah. Like taking that leap of like. I hope people come, well, see me. I hope I'm good yeah. enough that people want to still see me. So uh, it actually, you know, it, at that point, it just really took off for massage therapy. Um, and it's all the living in a small town, personal networking. Yeah, people knowing who you are, but also like people that who have seen you that send, you know, like, oh, this is who I see. 
I need semi-family friends sort of thing. That's how I grew my business. Yeah. Massage therapy, I did absolutely zero marketing. Okay. But having said that, there's only so many hours in the day. And when my hands are working, I can't do other things. True. So fast forward, you know, eight years, my I've now had a baby and that business can't grow. That business can't grow any bigger unless I have employees. I wouldn't say a team. So we we really talked about that. My husband always encouraged me, you know, like to hire other people. But I worked from home. You know, there's there's certain things about that business. Um, do we want people in and out of our home all the time? It does have its own door, does not have its own washroom. Um, and do I want to have employees? Like, no. Right. Is it a big enough space that you could have two more than one bed? It could have been. Okay. It is a it's a big space, but again, that would have involved a renovation and just like putting walls up, that sort of thing. So there's there's a lot to it um, that I just wasn't really sure that I wanted, and I didn't want to fight that off right now. So I knew that I was just in a place of like, how do I grow my massage therapy business, or how do I pivot and do something totally different? So I did. Yeah. And now I do both. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, why did you go out on your own? When I was massaging? Yeah. Uh, I don't... It was always a goal of mine. So we're going to go way back here. Yeah. When I was in university, I was the beverage cart at Cobble Beach. Okay. So those were really fun years. But we had a manager, a boss at the time. She is now the owner of, I mean, she has been for a long time, but European Bakery. Oh, so her name is Sophie Douglas, which is funny because, I mean, she may or may not remember me, but <laughs> way back then she said, if you're going to work hard, work hard for yourself. Yeah. And that just always stuck with me that like we're going, oh my gosh, like, yeah, 15 years ago she said that. And I always just thought I'm going to work hard and I'm going to work hard for myself. <laughs> so I did. You know, I have no problem working for others. But I always knew that I was building their business. Um, so one day I wanted to work hard for myself. And I did. So I did that with massage therapy. And Storex isn't much different, you know. Um, if I'm going to work hard, it, it's still really building my business. So I love that you said that about Sophie. So my theory is that if you know somebody who's an entrepreneur, like if your dad was an entrepreneur, you're more likely to become an entrepreneur because it seems reasonable for you. So the fact that you're like, Sophie told me. Uh, work hard for yourself that's why I started to do that and now she she wouldn't have even been working for herself when she told you that and then she did it and she did it too but do you come from a family of entrepreneurs no okay (laughs) yeah I mean I shouldn't say that my dad I guess he was so he he was in construction he worked all over Ontario he was you know a very very hard-working person um yeah so I guess he was an entrepreneur we didn't really see him like that I mean we didn't see the books and the business side of his okay. company. So we didn't grow up knowing that. And my mom was a nurse. Okay. But you saw him working really hard. And yeah. Yeah. Like we saw, we saw his hustle. Leah Van Dolder, when we had her, she came from a family of entrepreneurs. Yes. So she saw herself as an entrepreneur. I'm excited. I'm very excited to hear her episode. It's a, it's a short one, but it's a good one. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of what I want the podcast to be is like just all these relatable stories. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like what Sophie said seems reasonable now to go out on your own because I know that Kimberly did it and I know that Eric did it. And- it's so funny even talking to like my girlfriends who, I mean, we have some very successful entre- entrepreneurs yeah. in our friend circle, but um, 
like sort of when I have one friend, Michelle, she lives here in Port Elgin, but like she's such a hype girl and she's like, you know, like you're such a go-getter. You you really go out on your own. Like, I don't know how you have the courage to do it, but I don't know. Like, I think also when you've made that decision to do it, it's like, well, I really got to do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's like, that's like me too. My friend Hannah that lives in Upward Dog, I don't think if she had started a podcast or her own successful business, it would have appeared real to me either. Yep. Like you need those hype girls around you. And you see all these people that have done it and it's like, well, how did they do it? They just, they took a step. Yeah. I know like all of this is very foreign to my husband. He's always, you know, worked for a company. So self-employment was very new to him. I mean, he's a huge supporter. I have to laugh because you were interviewing Burke's Brickwork. Right. And you guys talked about this story. And I don't know why it caught my attention, <laughs> but this little boy who pulls his lawnmower in his yeah. wagon. I was like, that's my husband. <laughs> oh, he works so hard. Why isn't he self-employed? Yeah. I mean, why doesn't he work for my company? Because he would have to run it. Like, we are both that strong that he, he would run the company. And so would I. So <laughs> um, a lot of the franchisees at West, they do run their their company with their spouse. Yeah. And I really had to be honest. Like, Adam has always had uh, good jobs, and he's not leaving that for mine. Right. Nor do, like, A, that was never an expectation. Um but he would have to run the company. Like, that's just who he is. That's his personality, but it's also mine. So we're doing really well together. Just like he supports me when I need it. But at the same time, like, it's very much, I I do most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That sounds like my husband, too. He's a super hard worker. Yeah. So when you said that little boy, I'm like, I feel like, you know, 30 years ago, that would have been my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling his lawnmower in a wagon. <laughs> Okay, so we kind of touched base on it a little bit, but do you have any, we kind of talked about the advantages, mm-hmm. especially in massage therapy and actually Storks about living in a small town because you have yeah. the referrals and uh, custom, well, like clients are raving about your, the jobs you do, but are there any challenges that you've experienced in either or both or? Yeah, so in Storex, like our territory is very large. So, you know, the driving, like that, that's much more than sort of other territories. We don't have a huge population in a small area. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you did this in the city, it might be. Well, like in the GTA. Yeah. yeah. It's just so dense. But I don't want to live there and I, yeah. I don't live here. So it's, it's something that I just, you know, you take it with the territory and driving doesn't bother me, but it does, you know, eat up a lot of time. Um, so that maybe is one disadvantage. Brand awareness is something that, you know, we are facing and we're trying to grow brand awareness. But like I said, it, it's it's known out West and we're new in Ontario. So that's also, you know, a challenge that we've faced. Um, yeah. Tradespeople, that was also a challenge that we had to overcome. Team, yeah. Yeah. But we're getting there. <laughs> but it sounds like, so the brand awareness, because <laughs> you got your wrap on your car so that is it's funny there's certain things that the when you sign a franchise contract they can tell you what their expectation is uh so a wrapped vehicle is one of them so we've always had a wrapped trailer no yeah i was gonna say i've seen your trailer yeah so we take trailers to job sites um luckily like where we live it's highly visible (laughs) yeah now i have my vehicle and i wasn't sure you know if i wanted to take my vehicle that says storex on it everywhere um but I'm, I'm okay with it now. I'm, I'm proud of the company that we've built and people are, people are starting to know who we are. So 
if you see me around, hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, where you live is a really good spot on the highway, but maybe yeah. you're not allowed to put signage up there. Yeah. We can, basically, we can do anything. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's a learning curve. And, you know, there's only so much in the marketing budget e- each year. So I have to say, like, each year we, we are really trying new things. Okay. So we've tried a handful of things. We're trying new things. We know what works. We know what doesn't. So it's just, it's all a learning curve at this point, And we're open to all of it. So we have seen a lot of clientele on the peninsula. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, you know, like, a billboard isn't worth the money. Well, we're going to try it. <laughs> yeah, I would. So we're going to do a billboard on Highway 6 because, you know, people coming from the GTA or the city, uh, Southern Ontario, they might not have a sweet clue what Store X is. But we're gonna show them that it's here. Yeah, and there's so many like new builds going up there. So, well, yeah, I'm from the peninsula, and I always think we're in a big support local, by local, by Canadian boom right now. So yeah, so I would be putting like, yeah, support local. We're right near. You don't have to worry about going down to IKEA to get your stuff. Yeah, we're right here. You don't have to worry about making your little Zoom call. I come to your house. Yeah. It's all custom to your space. We just did a great uh, job in Tobamori, too, because, you know, their their biggest thing is like, oh, will you come to Tobamori? Absolutely. We drive a lot. (laughs) We will go there. But also, like, it's the winter and they're not there. So they're quite happy for us to be working in their home. Why are they not there? Yeah, well, they're not there. How many many Storex projects do you have at your house? Two. Oh. Yeah, I know. I would love to outfit our whole house. It will come. It will, yeah. Uh, so our mudroom is Storex, and that was our very first job, and it's awesome. Like, I love the function of it. If you were to walk through it, you might be like, oh, it's simple, but the function of it is perfect. So there's, like, four drawers, mm-hmm. one for myself, one for my husband, one for our little girl, and one for our dog. Oh, like, <laughs> his leash, his frisbees, everything. I love that. Um, above that, so that's a bench. Above that is... Uh, slanted shelves for hat storage my husband wears a lot of ball caps so it's hat storage and then on the other side is uh hanging so adam's tall um so he has like full length hang and then shay and i ours is divided so i have the top and she's just little so she has the bottom and she can reach it i was like all of these things that you think about when you're designing closets like how can this function for us now some people might walk through and they might be like oh it's not like the most beautiful thing i've seen but it works perfectly for our family and then when you kind of just like walk people through it and this is how it works for us, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. When I talked to Gather and Grace, this was a big one that I always think about because I can make a cheese board, but she takes art into it. So that's why you go to the expert because she really is passionate and she makes it beautiful. And it sounds like, and that's what I'm coming with you. Like I could, I could do that, yeah, but I yeah. want, but I would miss things and I wouldn't, I probably, well, I'm just not like a interior person, but like I would. Miss things, not realize what is most convenient for my family like you would. And so that's why you would go to the expert, right? Yeah, often, like when I'm designing spaces and families, you know, they have young kids. I tell them, you're like, this could function for you right now. And your kids are little, they could reach this. But then you also have to think like your kids are going to grow. They grow. <laughs> so think about, you know, in a few years when they're taller than this, will this still function for you? So it's talking to them about really what they need. Yeah. So many families want hockey storage right now. I mean, (laughs) yeah. So it's walking them through that. Uh, I don't play hockey. So it's it's sort of navigating that for me, too. But 
really just listening to how they want it to function. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Um, I was speaking of hockey starts. I was like, if she needs to use the washroom, she has to open the door, but all of our hockey <laughs> stuff is right there. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be like, uh, you need storage here, here, and here. Um, but yeah, so I was gonna say, like you pay to get the expert. And I always think like one, you'd make a mistake, you'd have to go back, you'd have to do mm-hmm. this, you're eventually yeah. That's the difference. Right. <laughs> so I laugh about the cheese board because, you know, we can make them. But the amount that we buy to like oh. fill one platter is going to fill like three. Yes. Exactly. So <laughs> you see my cheese drawer right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done this and it's just like, well, I might as well just buy one for Randy. Like, yeah. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Oh my gosh. She does such great work. But yeah, same thing. Like if you are handy, go for it. Try it. Like, that is how I do a lot of the DIYs in my house. Adam and I have just, you know, tried it. But at the same time, it might, you know, cost you more than you know, that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to well. say that. But um, if you have a specific design in your mind, you know how it want, how you want it to look, then reach out to us. Maybe we can pull that together for you. But also, if you have no idea what you're looking for, reach out to us because we have the software and we bring it to site and we can listen to what you need and and create that design with you in front of you um yeah so we kind of work together we work together with the customers to create the design that that works for them and the biggest thing is like we want it to function in your house yes we want it to look pretty but we really want to be usable yeah Mm -hmm. i know that's why i love it okay so i kind of start talking about business advice and I wanted to know if you have advice for, let's do advice first for individuals who may want to create a, like, let's talk about massage therapy. Okay. Because I feel like, yeah, so massage therapy, again, uh, when we talked about, you know, do I expand it? Do I get employees? I said, it's easy to work for yourself as a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. It's easy to come and go from offices. And I mean, I'm not sure this is the right answer, but this is how I felt. It doesn't require a lot of overhead to be a massage therapist. Um, the biggest thing is hours. How many hours do you want to work? How much are you willing to give your clientele? Are you willing to accommodate other people's work schedules? Are you going to work into evenings, right. weekends, that sort of thing? Do you have an office space? Are you willing to have people in your home? Like there's so many different factors. Uh, and when it came to expanding that business, it was really like, do, do I want employees? And in my opinion, what I saw, it was easy for them to come and it was easy for them to go. You're so like, I, like, the goal is always to be really great to your employees so that there's not a lot of turnover. But in reality, there's not a lot of overhead in that business. So there is the ability to come and go. That was always my scare. So that's why, yeah, I really didn't expand that company with employees. Right. But I mean, I love it. I love what I do and I love my clients. Let's see about like people who want to maybe look into franchising. I would advise people to really do the research into the franchise. Okay. Really know who you're joining. Um, Look at you know, the franchise or themselves and the support that you will get, um, you know, when times get tough and you just have a bad day because that happens to everybody. How are they going to support you? But also their expectation of you and their turnover of franchisees. How often 
are franchisees selling their territories or, you know, what is the turnover? I think that's really important. How, you- How fast is it growing? How many different franchisees are there in the franchise system? Mm-hmm. So lots of different factors to consider. Had you looked into other franchises? This was the first. No. Yeah. No. I, good. You fell in love with the first one. I had not. I actually just, it was so lucky for me. Everything worked out really, really well. Uh, yes. I I mean, I did my research, obviously. It took a year for me yeah. to buy the company. It's not like I just jumped right in. But at the same time, like, it's not like I was considering a franchise. It's not like I went to the franchise show and was looking at, you know, McDonald's and stuff yeah. and <laughs> laid it on Storex. <laughs> that did not happen for me. No, you kind of knew what you were looking for, too. Like, and your creative. surprisingly life. enough, like, I wasn't looking for it. It just, I was scrolling Instagram and it happened one day. And that's like, <laughs> that's another thing. I feel like maybe it's just because of my age and I'm like getting to like my midlife crisis. Yeah. And I'm like. The universe just talks to you, eh? It does. It just talks to you. And it's so funny because when you're talking to other people, like, for your podcast and everyone's like, and it just exploded overnight. I'm like, it didn't explode overnight for me. But, like, when I tell the story, I guess it kind of did. Like, one day I was just scrolling Instagram. I do it every day. And that day I found StoreX. So here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe when I was in my 20s, I looked at the 30-year-olds that were saying that. And they're like, ah, they're quacks. But I don't know. Now that I'm at this age, I'm like, it really is true, like, what did they say? If you look for it, opportunity shows up. Yes. Yeah. It's true. You have to be open-minded to it. You have to want it. Um, I always ask, do you have a small business hack? And I mean, like, is there something that you wish someone had told you when you started that you could share with listeners that want to start something? I think it's, like, determination. Like, how badly do you want this to go? And for massage therapy, like I said, I didn't have... <laughs> any responsibilities like other than caring for myself I you know I purchased a home that was fine like I just I had myself to care for and I had bills to pay so aside from like you know growing the company at my own pace like it was just really nice it was it was a nice way to sort of enter the big girl world and and figure out who I was but then with StoreX like it it was a huge adjustment for me I had just had a baby uh so my husband used to work out of province oh. he worked on baffin island in an iron oh my mine gosh so um he moved home when i bought this company right. not because i bought this company but he also got a job locally and there was a baby so and there was a baby so adam used to work away three weeks gone and three weeks home that's how our whole relationship was you know for the first while for the first seven years wow. uh and then one day he moved home so now it's like okay now my husband lives in this house <laughs> <laughs> we have a new baby yeah, yeah yeah and i have this new business so it was just like oh my gosh but it it really comes down to determination do you you know devotion to the company how do you want this to grow now having said that i in my mind thought, you know, I'm just going to grow this company the same way that I did with massage therapy. I'm just going to really work hard every hour that I have. Well, I have a new family and I didn't have every hour of the day. Mm -hmm. So I really just had to make that decision of like, no, these are my working hours. The business is going to grow differently. Like, although I've grown a business once before, my life is different. So this business is going to grow at a different rate and it's a wildly different business. So uh there were you know some stressful days where it's just like what are we doing here how can we make everything work um 
so yeah, I just, I really had to create boundaries because I knew I still wanted the business to grow, but at the same time, like I wanted to be the best mom. Well, priorities are different. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to be really concrete about that with yourself. And there's times where it's just like, no, like I want to be the best boss, like or whatever, best <laughs> business and just grow, grow, grow and work every second I have. You're going to face burnout and, and eventually you're going to have to ask for help. So like, there's no shame in that. I had to, and here we are. Like I, I'm above the surface again. I felt like I was driving for a while. I'm above the surface and I feel really great, really uh, happy with the decisions we've made. And like I said, um, we're coming out with some really exciting news in the new year. So, you know, but I, I think we're here. And I think it is through determination and clarity. You just have to be really clear on what your goals are and realistic. Like when you set them, you know, maybe those goals would have been okay for me 10 years ago when all that I had to worry about was myself. But when you have a family involved now, Things are different. So just, you know, take it one day at a time and and you'll get there. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you kind of just touched base on it, but I also like to ask, like, do you outsource anything? Is there something that you're like, somebody else can do this better for me and we'll do better if they do that. So I'm just going to hand it over. Yeah. Um. So I was really not okay with doing any of that. I love being in control, like having my fingertip on everything in my business. Um. We just outsource bookkeeping. Okay. Yeah. So I always did my own books and I have a great accountant locally that we've always used and he's, he's wonderful to us. Um, but the franchise company, so our franchisor now uses a bookkeeper and it's actually out of the States. Mm -hmm. So I've never met these people. Um, we've, we've talked virtually that sort of thing or like online and, and they have taken over my bookkeeping. So that's really great for me. Um, I would sort of scramble and, and I didn't think I was bad at it, but at the same time, it was something that I could give up. Yeah. So it just allowed me, you know, like a few hours a month that I didn't have. And now I don't have to worry about that. I know other franchisees, like they source out their their social media. Yeah. That, that's cool too. I mean, it's beautiful. The people that they have doing it, they do beautiful work. I like being like, Maybe someday I will do that, but I like being able to, you know, hear the jobs that we're working on and, and just posting that to stories. That's, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, like to ask that question because I think a lot of uh, small businesses are like, I have to wear every single hat. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I like hearing other people say, no, I didn't, I wanted to spend those two hours with my daughter. Yeah. So I outsourced the bookkeeping. Yeah. I mean, if there are more hours in the day because of my personality, I probably would have maintain everything or or tried <laughs> there's only so many hours and so eventually you just have to hand something over yeah I'm very lucky that I have this little office area that I come out here to work but some but I bring my computer in at night it just needs to stay warm yeah and so if I have to do something really quick and pop onto my computer both of my children instantly are like no mom don't work and I'm first time it breaks my heart like okay I, it's like <laughs> gonna take two seconds yeah yeah you weren't even paying attention until I opened up my computer but then, yeah, it happened this weekend and my like little heart broke like, really? When I open my computer, my children are this upset that I have to work? Maybe they're just emotional. I, so my office is in my house um, and I can go in and like close the door and Adam will often say to Shay like, no, mommy's working. So she is pretty good. Um, but yeah, there's moments where it like totally devastates me and I'm like, oh, but I'm going to be like 10 minutes and then I'll be back in the living room. It's not like I have to get in the car and drive somewhere and I'm going to be hours. But, uh, you know, 
I like on the other aspect though, I'm like, look at my babies watching me like try to work for my dream. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, um, you don't think entrepreneurship's for you unless you see it. But now like my kids are seeing it. Yes. Yeah. So they might be, my goal would be my, them to be the ones, the little boy driving around on their lawnmower. Right. Like, what can I do next? I would be so proud of my kids. That was, I would be so proud of my kids. Oh my gosh. We talk about, we're trying to start a little bath bomb business and um, <laughs> it's not going well. Bath bombs are incredibly hard. <laughs> Take, like if you uh, see good bath bombs, t- that they've worked really hard. They're very hard. But I was like, yeah, to my oldest, I was like, we would put half of the proceeds, like profits, um, in your bank account and we'd put another half to a charity and he was like mom 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 I would love to send it to the Terry Fox run and I was like <gasps> like my heart was beaming so then I was like we have to do this oh <laughs> but yeah. yeah I want it's it is even if my kids are sad that uh, I'm working I do want them to see like someone working for their dream absolutely yeah and I think like when they're kids they're not going to really digest what's happening. Like, of course, their parents are working. But now, like, being an adult and looking back and being like, gosh, like, our parents worked so hard. And now, like, we're working hard so we can appreciate what they did. But it, it's looking back, like, on your childhood, knowing that, like, they were hustling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so may- someday they'll be proud of us. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that, like, it'll just come second nature to them, too. Yeah. Like, when, obviously, when I had a day, uh, corporate job, I didn't bring my work home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably wouldn't have any idea what I did during the day. Right. Like, who knows what mom's doing? And now they're like, oh, if I have to pick them up early from school, they come and sit here. I have a little TV and I work and I have all the toys and coloring and stuff. <laughs> so they actually see me working. So, yeah, they see the hustle, but they also, I just think like they, I, I could also say to them, like, you helped make me successful by yeah. by chilling and not hanging, not bugging me. And you're so my biggest success. thing is, you know, what do I want? What in five years? What is my goal? What do I want? Yeah, I want to be able to get my daughter off the school bus. She's not even in school yet, but like that's what I see myself doing. I want to be home to get her off the bus. I don't know why. I don't know why that's my goal. I didn't even take a bus when I was a kid. <laughs> but in five years, that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to be home by you know four o'clock to get her off the bus. Yeah, I love that, and I don't think it's anything huge. You know, like, do I have gr- crazy big goals? Yeah, sure. I would, yeah. But in my mind, that's the most important. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, that's part of why I did that too, why I came home too. I was, I was like crushed that my kids were spending so much more time at daycare than they were with us. Yeah. And yeah. one last question. Okay. What do you think, what are your five-year goals? Like your five-year plan, 10-year plan. <laughs> oh, we did discuss that something else is new happening in the new year, but maybe something that hasn't been discussed that you're yeah no that's okay uh so my goals are obviously for the company to grow uh brand awareness um i think getting into new builds like we we've done a lot of you know like mm-hmm. renovations in people's homes and we're so excited to do that and you know create a vision with people in the homes that they live in and make their homes more functional and and create you know, a home that they love. I think that's so important too. Don't wait until you move out to do the renovation. Like, mm-hmm. love your home while you're in it. But at the same time, like, I would love to get into new builds. Uh, so I think, you know, that's a one to three year plan. Um, my five year plan, yeah, I would love to to grow the business with more than, you know, just me and 
have designers, have installers like yeah. at, at our fingertips, that is just a challenge. <laughs> um, NBC would like Carrie have a store ex- storefront. Yeah, really. Yeah. So I'm I'm picturing like there's a kitchen place in uh, their stool. Yeah. So uh, Calgary, they just opened a new storefront. So we're actually going there in the spring. So we do an annual forum. Mm-hmm. So the first year we were in Jasper. Last year we went to Factory. So we went to Richmond. Uh, and this year we're going to Calgary because he just opened a new store. Yeah, storefront. So very cool. I know Kelowna has a storefront. Um, Saskatchewan, she has. She's in like a multi. I call it multidisciplinary, just because that that's what I know for massage therapy. So when you go into a multidisciplinary clinic, it's like massage therapist, physical, oh yeah, yeah, doctor, blah blah blah. But in Saskatchewan, Diana is in there with uh, like designers, flooring people, blind people. She's there for uh, storefronts. So like lots of them work in one office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's lots of different um, showrooms. It doesn't have to be you know like your typical. You walk in and it's just one company. What I would love, and I don't even care so much to have like a huge showroom, I would just like to have like a design center where it's just you walk in off the street. It's just a little quaint office. Uh, we have our product there where you can see like a, a nice display of it and all of our samples, but really like just one desk and you sit down with me and design your space. Like yeah. that's what I envision. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's most of my questions. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to talk about i don't think so i felt like i talked your ear off no i loved it i'm like super excited i always think that i like get this high after every um after every meeting i'm like very flying high right now which is so funny because after i listen to your episodes with other people i get on such a high from like listening to like their stories that is like the highest of compliments thank you (laughs) okay so I get. I wish now, after all that, I had come up with like a this or that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, let's just go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what is your favorite board game? See, I told you they're the, really random. <laughs> the game of life came to mind. That was my favorite uh, as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you play sports growing up? <laughs> Not really. Um, we played rugby in high school, and and I loved it. Like it was such a. I don't know, like something my mom never expected me to do, but I loved it. It was fun. It was like the last two years of high school. Yeah. Because you grew up in Owen South, well, right? Okay. So having said that, my siblings were all competitive swimmers. Oh, okay. So there's five of us in our family. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my older siblings were competitive swimmers. So we spent hours at the pool. Right. And, you know, traveling on the weekends, they'd go to the swim meets, blah, blah, blah. My nieces and nephews now swim. So being the fifth, like I'm the baby... Gosh, I didn't want to spend more time there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't swim. I was the only one. But, <laughs> but I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could vacation anywhere, or where would you go, or what was your best vacation? Okay, so there's a few. Uh, my my dream vacation has always been the Maldives. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I would love to because mm-hmm. we like, the I was going to say, because we, we love Pinterest, and we, that's all you see. Yeah, <laughs> someday I'll get there. Yeah. Um, one, so this might tie into, you know, like the the business side of me or just like the the drive that we have. Um, I finished university. I finished massage therapy school, and I was able to pay off student loans in a year. I crushed it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so when we when I achieved that goal, it was my best friend Kelly and I. We had both finished our student debts at the same time, paid them off, and we backpacked Thailand. 
So I was young adults, it was super fun. Like now that I'm a parent, I'm like, I don't know how my mom ever let me do that. But it was amazing. It was incredible. So Thailand was fun. Um, I did an Alaskan cruise with my dad. So that was like, I've cruised before. We've done like hot cruises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could take them or leave them. Like it's not really for me, but Alaska, oh my gosh, it's out of this world. Like if you have a chance to go to Alaska, do it. And my husband's family, they're from Fogo Island, Newfoundland. Okay. It's a quaint little island. It's it's amazing. There's not a whole lot there. The weather can be very unpredictable, but it was awesome. And I will go back. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. So Alaska, uh, traveling Canada is some of my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've tried, I'm, growing up, I was we were very fortunate to have my parents off at the summer too. We yeah. did a lot of traveling to Canada. Yeah. And yeah, I regret that or not regret, but it's just kind of sad that we can't do that with our kids. Like we don't have eight weeks off. <laughs> right. Yeah. I often, so in, you know, like massage therapy, I'll be talking to people and, you know, they're face down on my table and we're making yeah. small talk. But, um, you know, it's like, oh, are you traveling this winter? I don't know. That's a common question. I think everybody asks it. But a lot of people say, yeah, like, oh, we're going to Cuba, Dominican, Mexico, wherever they're going. Yeah. That's just not a desire. I mean, I've done it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Right now, no, I'm going to save my holidays for the summer and I'm going to enjoy Canada. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, we are going to Mexico in the spring and then trying to get to BC in the summer. Amazing. Trying to do both. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, oh, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> um, oh my, okay. So a massage therapist or a designer. I, really? Yeah, I would say both of those. I laugh because, um, when I was little, I used to say librarian. Mm-hmm. But it's not because I read well. It's because I wanted to organize books. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted to organize. We don't have a ton in common, me. <laughs> that's so true, actually. My bookshelf is my favorite thing to organize. It's probably the only organized thing I have in my There you house. go. But I, I I love organizing. I really do. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's very cool that that's what you want to be when you grow up and you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a librarian, but... <laughs> but, like, yeah, but the... Exactly. Yes, in you like you just you're not exactly sure what you're going to be in the long run but whatever that thing is that's telling you like for me I mean I laughed that it's a, a librarian but it wasn't that it's the organizing mm-hmm. it's the feeling that organization gives yeah. me so find that yeah like you said I wanted to organize the book mm-hmm. yeah I'm trying to remember what I think mine was well, mine was clearly be like a pop star like be a spice girl or something <laughs> I just wanted to hear I wanted people to hear me and here we go. Here you are. Yeah. What? Well, we're coming up to Christmas. What holiday is your favorite? Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I love Thanksgiving. Um, I love the season. I love it. Me too. I love the fall. We always do, you know, go to the beach in the fall because it's not overrun by tourists. True. Like, we love Sobel. It, we were raised at Sobel. Like, my mom took us there every chance she had. Um. So we, yeah, we kind of go back there for Thanksgiving, whether it's just a walk and then we go back to someone's house for the turkey, whatever it is. But I love Thanksgiving and there's not that like um, stress of gift giving, I think. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I love Thanksgiving. I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> I laugh because I was listening to um, Huron Huron. Yeah. I like, oh, I refer you're here. like my biggest fan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but she, like you guys are, you know, you love like Huron because... You're from the lake outside yeah. of Lion's Head and whatever. But, like, my family loves Sawwell Beach. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, any opportunity they get, they'd be there. 
I am such a Georgian Bay girl. So when you guys said that, I was like, oh, I'm a Georgian Bay girl. Yeah. But <laughs> do you know about the non-sound or Chesley? I forget. Well, sound. Okay. So yeah, see, that's your Bay. Yeah. And actually, like, my parents took us boating. So that's, that was like our we only summer went, holiday. Yeah. I was going to say we went boating in Georgian Bay growing up. Too. Yeah. And now my family boats. So my husband and I, we own a boat, but also like my brother and his family, my sister and her family. So we're Georgian Bay people. Sorry. Not that. <laughs> But yeah, I, those are all my questions. So thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I feel like uh, I feel like I met my biggest fan today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, where can we find? Tell us about uh, like your your own Instagram. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Pinterest. Yes. Um, Storex.com, uh, and that will take you to our you know head office page. Right. Um, we don't individually have our own websites, but yeah, we all go through Storex.com. And you can request a consultation from there, and that is directed directly to um, the franchisee you're looking for, so the territory that you're in. Right. And we did kind of touch base that you can do all of Ontario, but where you try to keep it from Collingwood up to Tomori to Port Elgin? Yes. Yeah. What- so we are, our territory is Grey Bruce. Uh, we can service Ontario. I say that, um, yeah, Last contact way. me if you're outside my territory. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, if you're interested in starting a franchise, you know, oh, yeah. get in touch with um, Storex.com, um, Tessa, Teresa, Wolf. They will steer you in the right direction. Um, always looking to, to grow the brand. I kind of hope someone is. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you.